All right, well, I'm back for part two. I actually recorded this already, but um, for whatever reason, it didn't have any sound. So hopefully we will be able to make it through this before Nyla gets up from her nap. <laughs> she had been catnapping lately, but um, this one is actually lasting a little minute. So um, let's get to it. Um, we were talking about reality TV relationships and marriages, and I just wanted to touch briefly on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta because um, I just find the marriage between um, Young Jock and his wife is pretty interesting. Um, I can't think of her name off of the top of my head right now for some reason. So I apologize about that. I'm sure y'all have been watching with me. But um, I actually think that their marriage is real. But I started to question whether their storyline was real. Or even whether they were on the same page or not about what they wanted to put out about their storyline because first of all you knew who you married you knew he was a ladies man um you know several people he done messed with you know he has several kids um and this is a pattern that he has had for many many years you cannot think that you stepping into the situation is going to make a man change. Um, you would hope that he would change, but you are not who's going to change him. He has to change on his own. Now, you know, watching TV, we're from the outside looking in. So from the outside looking in, it seems like he genuinely loves her. It seems like he's really trying in this marriage. And then it just seems like she just keep getting at him and at him and at him. And what made me upset about her their storyline was on the la on um this past season, the part where um it had came out that he had had another baby and she tried to make it like she didn't know about the baby and um when come to find out they had broke up and he ended up messing with somebody got them pregnant and she knew about the baby clearly she forgave him or still wanted to be with him because she married him after that but then you got on tv and you you know try to portray it to your friends as if you didn't know and had them all hype and looking at jock crazy you know what i'm saying so my question is at what cost do you put you and your spouse out there like that on TV? Because you're supposed to be a successful lawyer. Young Jock is not broke. You know what I'm saying? If all of this is for a storyline, is it worth making your marriage look crazy? You know what I'm saying? And then you're on social media arguing with people making these big posts how people need to mind their business or whatever but you put everybody in your business you know what i'm saying so i wouldn't be surprised if their marriage didn't last because in a normal circumstance 
like a let's say a regular marriage you know like me and my husband if we put people in our business that causes problems in your marriage so just imagine having the whole world in your business and the whole world commenting on that you know what i'm saying i just don't think that that situation should be brought out to the public you know what i'm saying that should not be put out there for a storyline and then also this thing about you know are you going to have a baby with him she doesn't want to have a baby with him and um i feel like that should have been discussed prior to them getting married because i i want to say it was briefly discussed on the show like he kind of had a problem with her saying that she didn't want to have a baby with him you know what i'm saying so i don't know um we shall see you know i'm gonna be tuned in (laughs) but my overall point was um i just hate to see these marriages um break up or you know having these issues in the marriage just because you wanted to put your business out there on social media you know what i'm saying I was really devastated when, you know, way back when, when the Rashida and Kurt storyline came about and when, you know, he was, you know, cheating on her and and all of that on the show and had a baby on her because I really respect their marriage and their relationship. So I don't know, but I'll stay tuned and see how everything is played out. And I know y'all will, too. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I had orientation for the um, home health job that I was telling you all about. And um, it was an awesome, awesome orientation. They actually trained you to how to do some stuff. You know, with it'll be working with patients with um, trach and vents, trachs and vents and G-tubes. And I've had some experience with that in the home setting and some in the you know, nursing home, but I had never been actually trained, you know, like an actual training session for it. It was just basically like the parent or whomever was there showing me what to do. And of course, whatever I learned in nursing school, but I've been out of nursing school four and a half years. Like if that's not something that you've been doing your whole career, like you're just not going to be able to walk into a facility or into somebody's home and just automatically know what to do. If you are able to do that, good for you. But Alonda is not able to do that. And I don't want to half-ass do something that could cause somebody some harm. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciated the training. It was fun. It was informative. Everybody was nice and friendly. They bought us lunch. It was a very good session. But as a part of the training, like the, um, the, um, I think she's the clinical coordinator or something like that. Anyway, she was telling us do's or don'ts about, you know, what to do on our shift and going in other people's homes. And she was saying that, you know, which is common sense, you know, this is people's household, mind your business, you know, you're just there to focus on your patient. You don't be involved in 
anybody's marital problems. Don't be in there telling your business. Make sure you're wearing the appropriate, you know, uniform and all that stuff. And she had me. She was like, don't be messing with nobody's husband. I'm like, messing with somebody's husband. So apparently it was a situation where, you know, the nurse and the wife was discussing marital issues and the wife was saying that you know the husband was doing this and doing that and then apparently the family was like very well off so the damn nurse ended up sleeping with the husband (laughs) first of all you make it hard for people to come in behind you when you on some shady no good shisty shit like that how did you sit your ass up in there you there supposed to be taking care of somebody's child or somebody's you know loved one and then you listening to the marital problems and you like oh shit well you know they not happy so let me insert myself in here no ma'am like what type of female (laughs) Let me not say that because we all know the type of females that are out here. Shoot, males too. But that's just, it just, good help is hard to find. That's all I can say. Good help is hard to find. And then that's why, like, when I've worked in healthcare positions like that, home healthcare positions, I really tried my best to not be cute. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't go in there looking you know, dirty and, you know, clothes not iron and stuff like that. But, you know, I'll usually, like, do my hair. I might have, like, a little lip gloss on or something like that. Um, And I'm not an ugly girl. (laughs) But you really don't want, like, you're there to, at least I am, I'm there to focus on my patient. I don't care about your husband, your boyfriend, your personal business or all that. But it has been occasions where if you come in and you're a nice looking woman or whatever, the wife instantly has an attitude with you when the husband's around. And that's like a real uncomfortable situation. And you end up not wanting to work cases, you know, like that. And um, it's really unfortunate for the person that you are taken care of because you could be a very good nurse and a very good fit for that individual but because of the household situations you don't um feel comfortable working there so but don't get me wrong i feel it i don't want no bitch parading around my husband all the time you know what i'm saying especially if my husband my husband um is known to be flirtatious you know what i'm saying um and i know that that has nothing that would have nothing to do with you know the person coming into work usually but in light of this situation i say one of the realest scriptures in the bible is the flesh is weak because that's true the flesh is weak like it don't it, it doesn't matter if you have any intentions on ever cheating on your spouse like you have eyes you know what you're attracted to like you around somebody that you're attracted to then y'all start talking then y'all then it starts getting inappropriate and in your head you like 
um, oh, ain't nothing ever gonna happen. And then it'd be that one time where your guard is down and then something happened. And that's why I'm not the type of woman that has a problem with my man or my husband having female friends. But like I said in another episode, it just depends on the person. If you are not the type of person that can talk to the opposite sex without flirting and reminiscing if y'all used to date or something like that, then you don't need to have friends of the opposite sex when you're in a relationship or when you're married. And that's just my, that's the bottom line for me. You have to know yourself. And if you know that you're the type of person that may not have self-control in that situation, then you have to be mindful of the situations that you're putting yourself in. So, yeah, if you're a nurse or you're a caregiver or somebody like that, don't go in there messing with nobody's spouse. That's not what you're there for. That looks real desperate and real shady. Um, What else are we talking about today? I have my little notes here. It says, naughty nurses. <laughs> um, well, here's a serious topic. And I cannot believe that I know the people involved in the situation. But um, I'm, I was born in Erie, Pennsylvania. But my second home is Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I've only been in Georgia about two years. And um, I lived in Columbia about 13 years. And that's where Tristan was born. And um, I used to stay at this apartment complex. And right up the street from the apartment complex was the Shell gas station. And the owners, um, the wife was very nice. Like if I walked in that store today, she'd be like, hey, how's Tristan? How's Quentin? You know, Quentin is Tristan's dad. And, um, uh, you know, she just knew us from coming in the store and all that. And she just remembered us and always carried on a conversation with us and all of that. And, um, her husband he was not so friendly I don't think we've ever spoke I don't think he ever looked our way or whatever anyway this past weekend he accused a 14 year old African American boy of stealing a bottle of water and um they ended up getting into an argument about it the boy left the store whatever and the son of the owner chased him down the street and um apparently the owner was coming as well and he had a gun the son tells the owner that the boy has a gun and so the owner shoots him in the back and kills him so you mean to tell me that you shot a 14 year old boy over a dollar bottle of water he deserved to lose his life over a dollar bottle of water. Like, I cannot believe this happened. And come to find out, the boy didn't even steal the water. He came into the store. He he um, got four bottles of water out. Apparently, he changed his mind and he put the bottles of water back in the cooler. I guess the argument in the store was him explaining, trying to explain that he didn't steal the water. He put it back. But uh, apparently they didn't believe him. 
chased him down. It was said that the boy ended up falling down and the um, the owner's son saw that he had a gun and he told his father that he had the gun. The boy got up to continue to run away and the owner shot him in the back. So you didn't, so regardless of whether he had a gun or not, he didn't turn around and point the gun at you. He was running away. And you can tell that by the fact that the boy was shot in his back. And you still shot this boy about a bottle of water. Now at this particular store, people stole from that store all the time. And the owner would put their, like take the security footage, like a screenshot of the person and just put their picture up and say like he stole a 50 cent piece of candy or something like that, like a wall of shame. And I could respect that, you know what I'm saying? Like that, you walk in the store and you see your picture up there on that wall of shame, you not gonna come back in there and steal no more, you would think, you know what I'm saying? This man, I don't know what was going on in his head that night, why he couldn't wait and check the security footage to see that the boy didn't even steal anything. What made you even wanna chase a child out of a store with a gun? You know what I'm saying? Like. That just, it don't make sense to me. It's devastating. It's scary to think about. Like, if I send my son to the corner store, he's going to get accused of stealing and, and killed. My son's not going to come back home because you assume that he stole something. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy and it's heartbreaking. And I hate that I know them people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I've never spoke to the husband, but... I kind of feel sorry for the wife because she's just such a nice lady. And now, like, I don't know if y'all know anything about Columbia, South Carolina, but them um, people are not going to let that ride. They're going to boycott that store. They probably going to bust all them windows out at the store. And if they see her and especially the son, it's possible a possibility, a strong possibility that their life might be in danger. And they need to have if they want to actually have a trial for the um husband they better have him excluded from general population because them dudes in that prison is not gonna let that man live for that one they are not gonna let him live so um prayers up to that family man it's so unfortunate that that a young boy had to lose his life over a dollar bottle of water because it was not that serious. Um, and I'm <laughs> I'm tearing up a little bit because that that's just so crazy, man. It's so crazy. I can't believe that. I mean, I can believe it in this day and time. It's a scary-ass generation that my kids are um, growing up in. Um, the only thing I can do, i say one thing for certain. I know somebody praying for me because I've done gotten out of some doozies and I don't know how I got out of it. And I know that my mom is praying for me and maybe other people too. But the only thing I can do with my children is pray for them and protect them as much as I can and just pray that they don't ever meet the same fate as some of these young ladies and gentlemen that's out here getting killed over foolishness um i think i'll end the episode on that um just pray for that family 
keep your children safe um talk to your children like another part of the story is he did have a gun it was confirmed that the 14 year old had a gun but that doesn't even matter because he got shot in the back um but why do 14 year old kids feel the need to carry guns now and how do uh, parents not know that a gun is in their house or we don't know maybe it was one of their guns I don't know um, I don't know that situation but that's another part that is so disturbing to me about disturbing about this generation of children so I don't know. With that being said, um, I'm going to end the episode for now. As always, I thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to reach out to me for a comment or concern or question, you can email me at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com. I have an Instagram page. It's at letsmombitch. You can send me a DM on Instagram. Also, this YouTube channel. I would really appreciate if you like, subscribe, excuse me, like, subscribe, share, leave your comments. I really love when I receive feedback from my listeners and viewers. Um, And always remember to tune in on Mondays at 9 p.m. Until next time, you all have a good rest of your week.